Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. I'm sure another flurry of activity at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter on our social media accounts. And here to uh, sift through all of it with us is Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Welcome into Social Studies, everyone. And you are correct, Vince. A ton of activity on our show Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, not only for social studies, but people asking questions about the Phoenix Children's Giveathon, which is going on now through Friday. So thanks to everyone who has shown interest, and we will get answers to your questions yes. after social studies. How does that sound? All right, let's go back to Friday night, guys, for the Cardinals' first preseason game in Cincinnati against the Bengals, a 36-23 win for the Cards. So let's start with this open-ended question. What was your biggest takeaway from Arizona's first preseason game? Cleanliness of operation. And I thought Kyle Vandenbosch did a really good job of painting that picture, too. What do they say, Vinny? Cleanliness is next to godliness? Is yes. that what they say? That's what they say. That's yeah. right. And I the- am far away from God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their preparation. I just think I think it was a good look on their head coach, is what I think. I think when you, when you get that many uh, levels of reserves functioning at confident, competent levels, and there's no penalties and very few turnovers, that's that's a buttoned-up football game and that's good you can you can build on that look and not to say that it's apples to apples but look at how there are football we had a football team in town last year that struggled with the operational things and committing stupid penalties in asu it's something they never got out of as the season went on so once that creeps in it can become a problem it was good to to not have that be an issue in, in the first game of the season yeah Jarrett, i have some good news for you cleanliness next to godliness might not be your thing but the other saying is the higher the hair, the closer to God, and you certainly <laughs> do qualify there. Uh-huh. So, congrats to you. <laughs> Alright, let's turn to some of our listeners and their observations from Friday night's preseason game. Their biggest takeaways. A lot of our listeners had takeaways and not good ones about Zaven Collins. Jeff E. said, Zaven Collins looked like he had no business being on the field. He was getting pushed around like a tackle dummy. How is that possible? What do you guys think about Zayvon Collins? Yeah, it was... Um, did not I, stand out. He did not. And and the play that Wolf called him out on, I think, was um, was very, very telling. Because if you're running into a guy like that and, and you're not using your hands, I don't know how you expect to shed a block. Uh, right. You know, you just you, you it was like he was just trying to meet force with his shoulders, but what are you going to do? And the guy just swallowed him up. Yeah. And I didn't see any other plays after that. I don't even know what his snap count was. I didn't see anything of him. So I think... That he had one tackle. One tackle. Tackle. Okay, that's really? not that's not good. As you, a starter, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So um, I was, yeah, I was very concerned about that. I was also concerned about Marco Wilson in that early penalty he drew. But again, Marco Wilson, Marco Wilson, fish out of water. <laughs> No. Uh, 18 snaps for Zayvon Collins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mojo Lens said Zayvon Collins' lack of dominance against mostly scrubs is what stood out yeah. to him. Uh, your stepdaddy 
says, What a dort! <laughs> a lot of people, Thanks, in fact. stepdad. Said he, what? Yeah. We just hit the over. That was, that yeah, that was it. That was. Yeah. Um, Mr. Arizona says, I'm a bit worried about the cornerback position. Yeah. And then Seabacher44 says, The game was clean and comfortable. Nothing else really matters in the postseason. All right. Or in the preseason, rather. We're not there yet. Uh, let's move on to our next question. Early on in the show, and I guess even recently in the show, you guys have remarked how much swagger Trace McSorley showed in his post. Uh, excuse me. Again, I keep trying to jump ahead to the playoffs. No, that's right. His preseason start playoffs. for the Cardinals. Playoffs! I mean, the standard's been set. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, which athlete all time in all of sports has the most swagger? Or had oh, the most swagger? I, I don't know how you top like Deion Sanders. Ali back in the day. Yes. Way ahead of his time. I have one that will be very unpopular and I don't even want to say it. Uh oh. Say it. But he also has the advantage of having never lost. Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Ew. Well, not a <laughs> Yeah. Not, like, for other reasons, Something. I don't feel good Ew. saying that, but uh, from the athletic standpoint. Yeah. Um, from Pajama Trader, he says <laughs> Muhammad Ali invented swagger. I think Ali. And then Deion Sanders were the most. Those were the first two. Usain Bolt got a lot. Usain Bolt, who posed while he was running the hundred meter dash before he would cross the line. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah, Allen Iverson. That's a great one. That's a really great one. I mean, and yeah, he made that. uh, Ricky Henderson is a good one. That's a good one. And several people said Ken Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. Wearing the hat backwards. Yes, the chains. Kobe Bryant got some love. The Did anybody say Nick Young, who actually had Swaggy, oh, swaggy in his name? Swaggy P. Swaggy Control yeah. F tells me no, but that doesn't always work. I, I'm, 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 I'm not saying he should be there. Dr. J also. Yes, there. Dr. Oh, J. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. Uh, again, Muhammad Ali. Joe Namath. Even close. Oh, yeah, he did have that fur coat yeah, and those sunglasses and try to hit on women on live television. Yeah, that was later. I want to kiss you. Yeah. That was a life-changing moment for him. It was. That's right. For the better. That's true. That's true. Okay. Final question, guys. We already mentioned Greg Dortch. Uh, What a Dortch. What a Dortch. By the way, we got a tweet from some guy today who is a listener who is in Holland, and he took a picture (laughs) next to the sign. And he said, isn't that weird? I think it's just the the name of the town he was in was Holland. Because it said downtown Holland. (laughs) That's in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's funny. And I don't think Holland. I thought it was actually really Holland. No, I don't think Holland. Holland calls itself Holland. <laughs> yeah. That's true, it doesn't. The Netherlands. Yes, that's right. Isn't that weird? It's also not I'm in, in Michigan. Michigan. Isn't that weird? <laughs> also, also in the, in Holland slash the Netherlands, their uh, signs are probably not in English. In a, well, <laughs> good point. Unless Dutch. it's a touristy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Final question. Who's your favorite? You got to pick one. Greg Dortch, Lou Dortch, Roger Dorn, or Kellen Olsen? Kellen Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> A throwback to what the sports kebab. Find young reporter. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what was that current activity? That's said, a joke. What yes, was that again? Exactly. He responded online I when saw I that. posted it. And I said, well, since when is it wrong to call someone a fine young re- son's reporter? What was the joke? The joke was. Uh, he remembers. What yeah, it, I don't, it, I don't it have it written from me. It was like, name the fifth string receiver for. for or, no, it was the fifth string receiver for the Cardinals. Uh huh. The a, a former Sun Devil. Former Sun Devil who plays for the Thunder yeah. and, and Kellen Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> what is a dort? A dort. 
and a fine young son exactly. reporter. Anyway, so you would vote for all. We'd all that vote for Kellen. The most there. ruthless jokes you ever told. <laughs> that was really good. It was really good. And fortunately for you, Jarrett Carlin, Kellen Olson you on it. Forty-four percent of the votes. We, we all just, love we do that it with fine love. young, and, young and, man, and we say it. If he is, and if anyone thinks he is a dork, it's in the best possible way. Oh yeah, yes, he, right. he's he knows basketball as in, like as nobody in else. Works knows. eighteen hours a and day he works, doing yeah, his exactly. job. Yes, right, and just exactly. runns circles around everyone else. Yes, huge <laughs> problem with Roger Dorn leading Lou Dort at this point. I can't believe I thought Lou Dort would be a strong second. Nobody liked Roger Dorn in that movie. Dorn, Dorn, yeah. enough of that Olay bullcrap. Twenty-two percent for Greg Dort, eighteen percent for Roger Dorn, and then yes, Vince, fifteen percent for Lou. Dort. Unbelievable. We need more Lou Dort love. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Social <laughs> Thanks, studies every day at thank 9 you. o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter where is where that all goes down. You can get involved. And you can also get involved in Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. We'll continue that next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers in the Auction Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station in the Arizona Sports app. Give-A-Thon on the Bickley and Murata Show. Yep, Give-A-Thon Week is here on the Bickley and Murata Show. The rest of the radio station on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ak-Chin Indian community. And we've been talking a little bit this morning, Bick, about you know having such a great facility in our own backyard. But And we talked to Tim Harrison from mm-hmm. Phoenix Children's as well. But he, um, he, he mentioned a stat of 400,000 outpatient visits just in 2021 alone. 89,385 emergency visits, which I've had my kids in the emergency room at Phoenix Children's over the years as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, 51,328 urgent care visits. And this is a stat that is amazing to me. Uh, 1,991 patients from all 49 states outside of Arizona, and then 40 patients from eight locations outside of the U.S. That's how revered Phoenix Children's is. Uh, it's yeah. It's there's some things that the the more and more that we um the more and more we do this and the more and more I become sort of um, familiarized with the with the workings of Phoenix Children's. A couple things kind of stand out to me uh, when whenever we show up there. Whether it's to take a tour, deliver teddy bears, or when we used to do the giveathon live from there, mm-hmm. um, you notice there's a lot of out of state. Uh, license plates in the parking garage, yes. lots of them, and you're like, okay, and, and then you walk in and y- you see the the weight of the world on the shoulders of all the parents that you see. I mean, it, it, they're wearing it, and as you and I have experienced going room to room and delivering teddy bears to to these young children who are in Phoenix Children's, the resiliency and the attitude of of these kids who are hospitalized will blow your mind. It is so inspiring and 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 uplifting, and and I think Phoenix. Children's has a lot to do with it. It's a very colorful place. They're they're all about taking the the terror and and the the discomfort away and making it a very uh, a very safe, warm environment um, for these kids. The parents, though, the parents are. You can see how how hard this is. And you read something to me earlier today, and it was something that I I wasn't sh- sure it was this acute. Fifty one percent of patient families have little or no private medical insurance. So when you Factor in the meta, the financial concerns that go on top of the 
concern, the well-being concerns for your children, uh, the, you can imagine how devastating that must be for families. When you give and when you donate to the Phoenix Children's Giveathon this week, that is who you're going to be helping. You're going to be helping those parents who are in the worst space of their lives. Because Phoenix Children's doesn't turn any anybody away. Exactly. Yeah. They turn nobody away. So your donations are going to help those people. And you can donate and become a champion of hope. Uh, that's a $20 per month donation. Uh, and when you do that, a teddy bear will be delivered to a patient at Phoenix Children's in your name. How do you do that? Uh, you can call the Desert Financial Phone Bank right now. 602-933-4567 is that phone number. 602-933-4567. Uh, we do have another check presentation to get to. This one, uh, courtesy of Ace Hardware. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Josh. And we're, and we're from, from Ace Hardware. Hardware. We are super excited to present this check for $20,000 to Phoenix Children's. Yeah, this is our 30th year of uh, celebrating and, and supporting Phoenix Children's in the Valley and uh, very excited for it. This is just a portion of our roundup at the register from our amazing customers. Um, we ask them to round up to the nearest dollar or an additional amount, and it all goes to Phoenix Children's. Yeah, huge shout out to our customers that support this and our cashiers and everybody else that helps us raise these raise this money. We're really trying hard to help Phoenix Children's raise two million this year. So if you would please call the phone bake at 602-933-4567. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you, you so much to Ace yeah, Hardware Lauren great. and Josh. Thank you, thank you. Something as simple as the the Roundup program. Twenty thousand dollars from Ace Hardware. And again, thirty years of a partnership with Phoenix Children's from Ace Hardware here in the Valley. Thank you so much. And as Lauren said, you can become a champion of hope. Just call the phone bank. Uh, the Desert Financial Phone Bank at 602-933-4567. Again, that's 602-933-4567. It's time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Just weeks before her due date, Linda's mom learned her unborn daughter had an extremely rare genetic condition, which affects the development of the skeletal and reproductive systems. Children with this condition rarely live past their first year, and if they do... They're on life support, but not this fighter. This is Linda's story. I had been admitted for signs and symptoms of preeclampsia, and I was at 38 weeks. They came in, they told us that uh, Linda was more than likely not going to make it and, you know, asked us if we had chosen a name, to which I said, I was like, yes, uh, her name is Linda. And they said, that's great because it, it usually makes the grieving process a lot easier. Sorry, my OBGYN decided that that, she, that we were going to have to be induced so that I would be giving birth on my due date, December 25th, asked my family for a moment. So I went into my bedroom, I closed the door, and I started rubbing my tummy and I started praying. This child is not mine. This child is yours. And if you allow me to borrow her, we're waiting for her. Around 3, 3.30, I started feeling everything again. <laughs> the doctor said it's time to push. And they had told us, they were like, they were the one thing that we're looking for is if she can cry. Because the moment she cries, it means that she made it. Because with Campomelic dysplasia, the rib cage will either 
so compact and tight that first breath of air uh, they can't or it'll be so glass-like and fragile that when they take that first breath of air the the ribcage shatters 15 minutes is all it took 15 minutes and at 4 30 i gave birth they bring over an incubator with uh, this tiny peanut in it <laughs> and they're like look this is your daughter and i'm seeing her through this glass and i told her i was like linda you hang on in there they told me that she wasn't gonna make it past the birthing stage she did um they said her prognosis was a year she's now eight they told me that she shouldn't really be moving or really doing much of anything that she was going to be in pretty much a vegetative state they told me that she wasn't probably going to be able to eat right now we're finally decreasing her formula feeds and her doctors are hoping that we will eventually be able to wing off that ng tube and she's eating she's eating foods of all types they told me that she wasn't going to be able to really move or have much mobility linda started crawling last august she's still wheelchair bound but man should you see her in that wheelchair she enjoys popping wheelies looking and seeing fast cars and to her in her wheelchair she'll say i go vroom vroom <laughs> Every specialist there, they're just amazing at having levels of compassion, of, of empathy. They're not just trying to solve our problems, they're trying to work with us to find a solution. Again, life with her, it's had its challenges, and there are more, more often than not, we have to make adaptations. But she doesn't really see herself as different. Or if she does, she doesn't show it. <laughs> yeah, that is Linda's story, an amazing story, uh, given a, a year after yeah, after birth is. and now age eight. And you can hear her mom talking about how she's starting to thrive. Uh, and that's the type of children you're helping out uh, when you give to Phoenix Children's during Giveathon Week and become a champion of hope. Uh, you can call the Desert Financial Phone Bank, 602-933-4567, a $20 per month donation, and a teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. That music means we are in a match, um, and this match is sponsored by Spinato's Pizzeria. Thanks so much to them. So right now, when you call and you donate, you double your donation. Your $20 becomes yes. $40. If you donate $100, it becomes $200, thanks to the generosity of Spinato's Pizzeria. 602-933-4567 is the phone number. 602-933-4567. Uh, before we send off the train Teddy Bear Express, this is the, our last uh, segment of, of Phoenix Children's Giveathon Week, uh, we got to update the tote board. we got to get our first number of the morning. Oh, Vic. really? Let's see what we're doing Let's see here. what we got. Let's 
the longest timpani in the world. <laughs> well, go now. We are at sixty-two thousand eight hundred fifty-five dollars through the first wow. three and a half hours Alrighty. of Giveathon Week. Let's go. Presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. And again, uh, during this match, which goes through the commercial break, sponsored by Spinato's Pizzeria. Uh, give a call to the Desert Financial Phone Bank, 602-933-4567 to become a champion of hope. Looking for a $20 donation. And of course, if you could give more, if you can afford more, uh, it definitely goes to a great cause. There goes the train Teddy Bear Express delivering teddy bears to patients. And those are donated in your name as we continue. Give-a-thon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Akshin Indian community. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley Emirata Mornings. Thanks so much for joining us on this Monday. 9.30 every single day. We go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our poll question. Dan and Vince, what did you think of Trace McSorley in the Cardinals' first preseason game? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was terrific. Keep him on the roster. I thought he was good, but I need to see more. Or, I'm not impressed. Just keep two quarterbacks. Oh. I thought he was terrific. Vote, vote me for A. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Two votes for A. Hmm. 53% go with B. He was good, but I need to see more. 39% say he was terrific. Keep him on the roster. Only 8% were not impressed and want the Cardinals to keep two quarterbacks. You know what I call those people? Bengals fans. Oh, yeah. welcome to our website. There's the numbers today. do add up. <laughs> 8%. There's uh, today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata handing out the hardware. Hardware's our version of the award show. It's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime with Revitalize. Schedule today at 480-435-3557. Join the Bickley and Murata revolution or check them out online at revitalizeweightloss.com. Who wants to start out? I'll start. The, Go ahead, Vic. The Dope of the Week Award. Vinny goes to Fernando Tatis Jr., who got an 80-game PED suspension. Claims he got it inadvertently by taking something to treat ringworm. <laughs> bottom Close line is, bottom line is, this dude. Uh, he brought so much energy and so much potential to San Diego, and he has given them such a clunker of a year this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres actually rally around this and win in spite of him. But who knows what Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to look like in his second uh, iteration as a baseball player. I read an article, a headline today, I didn't read the story yet, but was asking, will Fernando Tatis's power and career go the way of Ryan Braun? There you go. Yeah. That's that, See, that's right on the money. Yep. What a dope. What uh, a torch. My first what award is torch. the Perseverance Award, and I'm giving it to Winton Bernard of the Colorado Rockies. 
a 35th round draft pick out of Niagara for the Padres in 2012. He toiled in the minors for 11 seasons, 863 games, including 417 games at the AAA level. Finally got the call up from the Colorado Rockies. He made his debut against the D-backs on Friday. He went one for three with a stolen base. For a guy to overcome those odds as a 35th round draft pick more than a decade later, finally get into the big leagues, and to see his interview before the game when he got into the Colorado Rockies clubhouse, right? and you know he got emotional talking about his mom, it was... That's the stuff that makes sports great. Yeah. Way to go, Winton Bernard. Snaps to you. You want me to go, Jared, or are you going? I, I, well, either one. I could go. You go. Well, Jared, I, usually, the, usually it's clockwise. Come on. He the, doesn't know how to tell time. That's true. Forgot well, about that. A, where's a watch anymore? The Band-Aid <laughs> Award. The Band-Aid Award goes to the NBA. Ooh. Because their leaked Christmas schedule has me asking, do they know it's Christmas? Because both the Knicks, the Knicks and the Lakers both have games. Of course they do. On Christmas. I understand big markets, but it does not seem to be competitive. Uh, according to Sham Sharana, it's Bucks at Celtics. That's a good one. Okay. 76ers at Knicks. Suns at Nuggets. Lakers at Mavericks, which I don't even see what a connection is there. You'd think it'd be Suns at Mavericks uh, and Grizzlies at Warriors. That'll be a good one. Yeah, especially with all the trash talk between those two teams. I like I like that award, though. Very creative. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's a great one. All right. Now we're going to me, clockwise. Uh, this is the real Playoff P award. Playoff P is not Paul George. Playoff P is Pancake. That is the corgi that belongs to the Phoenix Mercury's Megan Gustafson. Uh, the Mercury lost their game yesterday, but Gustafson was one of the two leading scorers for Phoenix. So uh, she had a post-game press conference and brought her corgi pup, Pancake, to the podium. It was absolutely adorable. The dog was loving the attention and kept licking Megan's face during the post-game presser. And Pancake is a star. You know what I wondered about, though? Where was the dog during the game? I wondered the same thing. And then last night, there was... Uh, there were shots of uh, fans of Fenway Park at the Red Sox-Yankees game that had dogs with them. And I'm uh-huh. like, where do the dogs go to the bathroom during the game? It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah. My next award is, well, this is awkward, and I'm giving it to Cameron Smith. He of Australian fame who is about to jump to the Live Tour. He was assessed a two-shot penalty before the final round on Sunday. Had a lot of people going, oh, okay, PGA Tour. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> And Cameron Smith has subsequently withdrawn from next week's BMW Championship. Cameron Smith was also uh, famously in a video where he was about to putt, and Scotty Scheffler walked right through his line, which is about as taunting of a gesture as you're going to find on the PGA Tour. So I I don't know where it's going, but it's going. I know where it's going. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's gone. Uh, My next award is the, it's golf related too. Really? It's the show about nothing award. Did you see the pairings for the first two rounds of the USGA Amateur Championships? No, I didn't. There was a threesome that featured Mark Costanza, Hazen Newman, and Campbell Kramer all in the same threesome. Costanza, Newman, and Kramer all together. You're kidding me. That no, that is that, truly that outstanding. That couldn't be by accident, could it? No, it couldn't. Be. I mean, I can't believe. That, what are the odds that even there'd be three people in the entire tournament with those? I know. Names? Is there nobody named Bennis or Seinfeld in that yeah. in that <laughs> tournament? Come on. 
right, my last award is the. This is Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss. From Kiss <laughs> award. I will laugh. And it goes to Gene Simmons from Kiss because the band Kiss just announced 100 dates for their farewell tour. 100 upcoming dates for their farewell tour. The problem is that their farewell tour started in 2018. <laughs> and they have continued to add dates and add dates and add dates and have been touring for now. It's going to be five years at the end of it as a farewell. As That's they quite continue. the farewell. They say farewell to the fans and hello to more money for each tour. That's so right. if, if you can't see Kiss on this farewell tour, that's on you. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> we call that pulling a share, don't we? Is yeah, that the could, same deal? If you could see the same band multiple times in your city on the same farewell tour, <laughs> it's not... They're doing it right. All right, my final award is the Are You Sure You Don't Want to Play for the Oakland A's Kyler Murray Award? It goes to uh, the A's outfielder Sky Bolt, who has a tremendous name. He did not have a tremendous day. Oh, no, he did not. On Saturday, uh, in, in the bottom of the seventh between the A's and the Astros, the TV cameras focused in on Sky Bolt, who was kind of swaying side to side, kind of looking a little bit off. Uh, and then he just full-blown vomited right, right in front of him. Uh... Yeah, he told the San Francisco Chronicle afterward. <laughs> right around BP is when the stomach started churning, and then it was grindy, to say the least. Ugh. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was so weird that the cameras just happened to be on him just, at the moment of impact, if yep. you will. And they didn't pull away? Ugh. It's not the whole thing. And they didn't comment. One, one of the announcers finally went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Well, what else did you say at that point? Yeah. 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 Uh, there you go. There's uh, Hardware. We do it on Mondays. Brought to you by Revitalize. Some final thoughts on this Monday coming up next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Pickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Alright, today's song of the day, beautiful day by you too. Beautiful day because today kicks us kicks off our Phoenix Children's Giveathon Week. It's a week that we as a community, we as a radio station, we as a group of sports fans can do wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And, we and got, we're off and rolling, baby. Yeah, through uh, just about four hours, sixty-two thousand eight hundred fifty-five dollars. Right. It continues with Wolf and Luke and then Burns and Gamble all week here and over uh, on our sister station, KTAR News, ninety two. 3FM. We've got a goal in mind to hit $2 million. Do you want to feel old? No. Well, to be honest with you, you're about, really you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Jared. This is my birthday week. Well done, Jared. <gasps> oh, it oh, is. Shut up, Jared. It's your birthday week? Yeah, Friday. Friday. Wow. Birthday week is not a thing, Jared. Well, you have a birthday. just that I'm, I'm approaching, I'm looking mortality. And this song is 22 years old. What? This album came out in 2000. What? Wait, quick, is my math right? Yes, we got that. That's an easy one. I hope we got that one right. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Uh, Beautiful Day by U2, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. 
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, I'm testing Jared again, basically. I got another uh, baseball, baseball okay. mini Joe trivia question. Have fun, Jared. Yeah. But it is Diamondbacks related. All right. There are only four Diamondbacks players in history that have had multiple 30 home run seasons. Can you name them? Four of the Diamondbacks. Four of them. Yeah, four players. Four of the Diamondbacks. Multiple 30 home runs. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt did it. Paul Goldschmidt. He did it four times. Okay. um, Luis Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez did it twice. Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds did it twice. And... Christian Walker? No. No, he hasn't been here for that long. Um, He'll get to 30 this year. He will. Justin Upton? Uh, Not Justin Upton. He only had one. He was an outfielder. Steve Finley? Steve Finley. Yeah, there you go. He's the he's always the forgotten guy. He he's like the most underappreciated Diamondback ever, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only four guys have done it more than once. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I mean, not really known for their power hitters as a franchise. The True. one, the one great, great year with Luis Gonzalez, but otherwise fifty-seven, and then he only had thirty or more one one other time. Oh, you guys knocked that out of the park. Uh, did you see this interview that uh, has caught the attention of the internet and certainly caught the attention of Washington Commanders President Jason Wright? Oh, I did. Yes, Scott Abraham is uh, a news uh, sports reporter for ABC Seven in Washington D.C. and he sat down with Carson Wentz. And a lot of people, including Jason Wright, took uh, offense to how some of the questions were asked. There's been kind of a narrative out there here in training camp that you've been a little inaccurate um, on your throws. Uh, consistently inconsistent has been a kind of a terminology. How would you assess your performance in training camp? And is that characterization uh, fair? Yeah, I mean, for one, it's camp. You know, I think uh, I didn't know that, so thank you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I know, because I know you told time, me you don't read that stuff. At the same time, uh, I'm my biggest critic. So I, I come back after practice, yeah. and I'm kicking myself over one, two, three, four, five plays, you know. Real talk here, Carson. It's been well documented. Philly didn't want you. Indy didn't want you. Do you think this is your last chance to prove that you can be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, you know, I don't really think about all that stuff. For me, I'm playing the game that I love, and I have the most confidence of anybody in myself to deliver, to play at a high level, um, to you know, be a part of something special here with this team. And so I don't, I don't put all that pressure on myself. I don't put, you know, people can can feel that way. People can say what they want, and. Uh, I have no issue with that. You know, that is what it is. But for me, I don't I don't think in those terms. This kind of sparked a debate on whether or not right. the questions were okay or if they were a little bit too harsh. Some people say these are these are tough questions. Uh, Jason Wright, the president of the team, tweeted out, Thankfully, Carson demonstrated grace and class in response to this pompous, unprofessional mess. I recognize you have made a living on childlike provocation, but it needs to be called out. Don't expect special a- access and good luck building rapport wow. with the guys at Scott 7 News. <laughs> that seems unfair. He prefaced... The, the way he prefaced each question I thought was unnecessary. Especially the second right, one. It was, but yeah. I didn't think he asked the, the questions in a way same. that he was trying to like insult or mock. It, I think he was trying to ask them, you know, this is what people are saying. And it was just blunt. It wasn't Jim Rome and Chris Everett. Yeah. Right? He wasn't the, trying to antagonize... Will. 
But saying Carson Wentz should have knocked his chair over. <laughs> the only problem I had with it was the word characterization, which I don't think is a word. <laughs> <laughs> characterization. You are you are correct. Um, yeah, it, the criticism is out there. He knows about it. But to say, yeah, these these teams didn't want you, which is a fact. But you, do you need to use that in the preface? You can ask. The, do you think this is it your last chance cr- to be a starting I, I admit, quarterback? It was a little cringy. Yeah, it was a little cringy. Yeah, trying to make a name. It's only noteworthy because what? he's being talked about in Phoenix today. Well, people don't ask athletes questions like that anymore. It's true. So it's there's a lot of. I didn't think those were even that harsh, but they're stand out because they're harsher than normal. That is yeah. true. Well, that is going to do it for uh, day one of Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. Thanks to everybody who donated. We'll be counting on you for the rest of the week to do that as well. Uh, thanks to Kyle Vandenbosch for joining us. Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.